Chapter Seventy-Eight: The Family, a Missionary Center. With us as parents and as Christians, it rests to give our children right direction. They are to be carefully, wisely, tenderly guided into paths of Christ-like ministry. We are under sacred covenant with God to rear our children for His service, to surround them with such influences as shall lead them to choose a life of service, and to give them the training needed is our first duty. God's purpose for the children growing up beside our hearths is wider, deeper, higher. Than our restricted vision has comprehended. From the humblest lot, those whom he has seen faithful have, in time past, been called to witness for him in the world's highest places. And many a lad of today, growing up as did Daniel in his Judean home, studying God's word and His works, learning the lessons of faithful service. Will yet stand in legislative assemblies, in halls of justice, or in royal courts, as a witness for the King of Kings. Multitudes will be called to a wider ministry. The whole world is opening to the gospel. From every quarter of this world of ours comes the cry of sin-stricken hearts for a knowledge of the God of Love. It rests with us, who have received the knowledge, with our children to whom we may impart it, to answer their cry. To every household and every school, to every parent, teacher, and child upon whom has shone the light of the gospel comes at this crisis, the question put to Esther, the queen. At that momentous crisis in Israel's history, who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Not all can go as missionaries to foreign lands, but all can be home missionaries in their families and neighborhoods. There are many ways in which church members may give the message to those around them. One of the most successful is by living helpful, unselfish Christian lives. Those who are fighting the battle of life at great odds may be refreshed and strengthened by little attentions, which cost nothing. Kindly words, simply spoken, little attentions, simply bestowed. Will sweep away the clouds of temptation and doubt that gather over the soul. The true heart expression of Christ-like sympathy, given in simplicity, has power to open the door of hearts that need the simple, delicate touch of the Spirit of Christ. There is a wide field of service for women as well as for men. The efficient cook. The seamstress, the nurse, the help of all is needed. Let the members of poor households be taught how to cook, how to make and mend their own clothing, how to nurse the sick, 
how to care properly for the home. Even the children should be taught to do some little errand of love and mercy for those less fortunate than themselves. In an effort to excuse themselves, some say, My home duties, my children, claim my time and my means. Parents, your children should be your helping hand, increasing your power and ability to work for the Master. Children are the younger members of the Lord's family. They should be led to consecrate themselves to God, whose they are by creation and by redemption. They should be taught that all their powers of body, mind, and soul are His. They should be trained to help in various lines of unselfish service. Do not allow your children to be hindrances. With you, the children should share spiritual as well as physical burdens. By helping others, they increase their own happiness and usefulness. If in every church the young men and the young women would solemnly consecrate themselves to God, if they would practice self-denial in the home life, relieving their tired, careworn mothers, what a change would take place in our churches. The mother could find time to make neighborly visits. When opportunity offered, the children could give assistance by doing, when quite young, little errands of mercy and love to bless others. Thus thousands of the homes of the poor and needy, not of our faith, could be entered. Books relating to health and temperance could be placed in many homes. The circulation of these books is an important work for they contain precious knowledge in regard to the treatment of disease, knowledge that would be a great blessing to those who cannot afford to pay for the physician's visits. God wants every child of tender age to be His child, to be adopted into His family. Young though they may be, the youth may be members of the household of faith and have a most precious experience. In their early years, Children may be useful in God's work. He will give them His grace and His Holy Spirit that they may overcome impatience, fretfulness, and all sin. Jesus loves the children. He has blessings for them, and He loves to see them obedient to their parents. He desires them to be His little missionaries, denying their own inclinations and desires for selfish pleasure to do service for him, and this service is just as acceptable to God as is the service of grown-up children. By precept and example, parents are to teach their children to labor for the unconverted. The children should be so educated that they will sympathize with the aged and afflicted and will seek to alleviate the sufferings of the poor and distressed. They should be taught to be diligent in missionary work and from their earliest years, self-denial and sacrifice for the good of others and the advancement of Christ's cause should be inculcated, that they may be labors together with God. Let parents teach their little ones the truth as it is in Jesus. The children in their simplicity will repeat to their associates that which they have learned. Let the overseers of the church devise plans whereby young men and women may be trained to put to use their entrusted talents. 
Let the older members of the church seek to do earnest, compassionate work for the children and youth. Let ministers put to use all their ingenuity in devising plans whereby the younger members of the church may be led to cooperate with them in missionary work. But do not imagine that you can arouse their interest merely by preaching a long sermon at the missionary meeting. Plan ways whereby a live interest may be kindled. Let all have a part to act. Train the young to do what is appointed them, and from week to week let them bring their reports to the missionary meeting, telling what they have experienced, and through the grace of Christ what success has been theirs. If these reports were brought in by consecrated workers, the missionary meetings would not be dull and tedious. They would be full of interest, and there would be no lack in attendance. Opportunities are within the reach of everyone. Take up the work that should be done in your neighborhood for which you are held responsible. Wait not for others to urge you to take advanced steps. Move without delay, bearing in mind your individual responsibility to him who gave his life for you. Move as if you heard Christ calling upon you personally to awake out of sleep and to exert every God-given faculty in doing the utmost in His service. Look not to see who else is ready to catch the inspiration from the Word of the Living God. If you are thoroughly consecrated through your instrumentality, He will bring into the truth others whom He can use as channels to convey light to many souls in darkness. God calls for Christian families to go into communities that are in darkness and error and work wisely and perseveringly for the Master. To answer this call requires self-sacrifice. While many are waiting to have every obstacle removed, souls are dying without hope and without God in the world. Many, very many, for the sake of worldly advantage, for the sake of acquiring scientific knowledge, will venture into pestilential regions and endure hardship and privation. Where are those who are willing to do this for the sake of telling others of the Savior? Where are the men and women who will move into regions that are in need of the gospel that they may point those in darkness to the Redeemer? If families would locate in the dark places of the earth, Places where the people are enshrouded in spiritual gloom and let the light of Christ's life shine out through them, a great work might be accomplished. Let them begin their work in a quiet, unobtrusive way, not drawing on the funds of the conference until the interest becomes so extensive that they cannot manage it without ministerial help. When heavenly intelligences see that men are no longer permitted to present the truth, the Spirit of God will come upon the children, and they will do a work in the proclamation of the truth, which the older workers cannot do, because their way will be hedged up. In the closing scenes of this earth's history, many of these children and youth will astonish people by their witness to the truth, which will be born in simplicity, yet with spirit and power. They have been taught the fear of the Lord, and their hearts have been softened by a careful and prayerful study of the Bible. 
in the near future, many children will be endued with the Spirit of God and will do a work in proclaiming the truth to the world that at that time cannot well be done by the older members of the church. Our church schools are ordained by God to prepare the children for this great work. Here children are to be instructed in the special truths for this time and in practical missionary work. They are to enlist in the army of workers to help the sick and the suffering. Children can take part in the medical missionary work and by their jots and tittles can help to carry it forward. By them, God's message will be made known and His saving health to all nations. Then let the church carry a burden for the lambs of the flock. Let the children be educated and trained to do service for God. Love and loyalty to Christ are the spring of all true service. In the heart touched by His love there is begotten a desire to work for Him. Let this desire be encouraged and rightly guided, whether in the home, the neighborhood, or the school. The presence of the poor, the afflicted, the ignorant, and the unfortunate should be regarded, not as a misfortune, but as affording precious opportunity for service. In this work, as in every other, skill is gained in the work itself. It is by training in the common duties of life and in ministry to the needy and suffering that efficiency is assured. Without this, the best-meant efforts are often useless and even harmful. It is in the water, not on the land, that men learn to swim.